Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. How's my mic, Daniel? Good. No outtakes this time. We have an issue with the mic. We can't have it too high, too low, too this, too that. Mm. Just leave it. Don't touch my mic. Mine's fine. Okay. Well, Jordan keeps messing with my mic, and I want to make sure that I got it correct. I guess it's good now. How about that? How about that? Anyways, all right. Hey, let me ask you a question. You don't strike me as an Air Force Ones kind of guy. Did you have a pair of Air Force Ones when you were were younger or last month? Going to break out Nelly? I might, yeah. Actually, that's the story. So my son... I never knew Air Force Ones till Nelly. My 14-year-old son, uh, who has been working at Chick-fil-A, had his Mm -hmm. first job at Chick-fil-A, worked all summer, saved his money, actually got a nice little account going, pretty sweet, but he bought his very first pair of real shoes. You know, I mean, we go back to school shopping and it's like, okay, we go to shoe carnival, nothing wrong with shoe carnival, but I'm always looking for like the two for one deal. And no, no, these, their kids are like, I want the Air Max, Nike, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you need the, you know, Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> I'm like, you need the Adidas. Anyways. What would you want? <laughs> But he ponied up and bought an eighty dollar I don't I didn't agree with it, okay, but an eighty dollar yeah. pair of Air Force Ones. And the other day he was putting them on and I had Alexa playing Nelly and I videotaped him. I he loved it, on, it, huh? I put it on my Facebook. He's not very happy with me. Anyways, I just I don't know. I don't even 80 know. Eighty doesn't seem this. like a lot. Like when I mean, we were when growing you're a 14 up, year sneakers old kid, were a hundred bucks, weren't they? Yeah, and that was a lot back then. I don't know. That's I mean, like deflation. 80, What's going on? Eighty dollars sounds like a lot to me. Running shoes are like a hundred and forty. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess it, I spend that on the hookahs. Dress shows are shows. Shows shoes. Dress shows. Hundred twenty. Hundred fifty. I don't know. Somewhere around. That. How much you spend on dress shoes? You go to Marshalls. I don't know. I buy them online. Buy them online. I go from. I go to Zappos and Zappos. I buy what's basically on sale. I am so cheap when it comes to that stuff. Clothes and yeah. I don't like to spend money. All right, can we get into our question? Finally. Wait, all other than that, how's life? Good. Life is good? How's the cycling? Good. Wow. That's great. <laughs> okay. I think I'm having a conversation with my wife here. How was your day, honey? It was great. Picked up the kids, dropped them off. That's it. It's a riveting dinner talk, huh? All right, let's move on. We got a great question from Rakesh today. Rakesh, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, this is Rakesh here. I listen to your show every week. At the beginning, I love your bro talk and please continue to have them. I have a question regarding the emergency fund. I have about six months of emergency fund in online savings account. With interest rates going down every month, I want to split it up and then invest the other half in total bond market market index fund. Will this be a good strategy? Please let me know your thoughts. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Loaded question. There's a lot of information here, and let me tell you why. Because what you're talking about doing is you're talking about taking an emergency fund, 
which I realize you're not getting a lot of interest on or none at all, and you're looking at going into another vehicle. Now, I'm not going to classify that just yet. Another vehicle so that you can get a higher interest rate. Mm -hmm. Now, any time you are going to look for a higher interest rate in anything, you are going to be taking risk. I don't care whether it's masked as a bond or a stock or an investment real estate property or whatever it may be. So I would caution you against A, reaching out on the risk curve to try and just get a little better return with your emergency fund. But also, if you're doing that, and let's say you're like, no, Quint, doesn't matter. I'm still going to take half. Well, you've taken three months. And depending on your age and where you are in life, and you wrote a great article about this recently, about emergency funds and kind of the breakdown and so forth. But let's say you said, well, I'm still going to take half and do that. It's a really generic comment or, or category to say a bond index fund. The reason is, Bonds are sometimes as complex as stocks. You have bonds that are government bonds. You have corporate bonds. You have long-dated bonds. You have short-dated bonds. You have intermediate-term bonds. You have junk bonds. You have investment-grade bonds and everything in between. You have municipal bonds. Any mm -hmm. bonds I forgot about? Not convertible? Bail bonds? No. <laughs> Can't invest in those. I don't think you invest in those. <laughs> convertible do bonds? Bond. James Bond. But anyways, my point is, the one thing, Rakesh, I want you to think about is, I'm going a little economics here, is interest rates and bond prices are like a teeter-totter, okay? Uh, they, they operate in, in a teeter-totter fashion. The actual academic term, the gentleman who came up with this, his name was Machiel. It's Machiel's theorem, but it's the teeter-totter general <laughs> idea. Let's go teeter-totter. Yeah. Interest rates on one side, bond prices on the other side, which means as interest rates go lower, bond prices go up. Now, I don't need to go down the rabbit hole of why that is. That can be its own subject matter another day, or you can look it up because there's a lot of material about that. But the opposite is true as well. As interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Now, obviously, we've been in an environment for a very long time where interest rates have done nothing but go down. But what if not out of the question, but what if they start to go up? Well, that means your bond price is going to go down, which means your bond investment is going to lose money. The second thing you have to think about is how much are you going to lose depends on the type of bond you own or the fund that you own. Think of bond prices like a whip. You hold a whip in your hand, you crack the whip, Part of the whip that is closest to you moves a little bit. The farther out on the whip moves a lot, right? So if we have a subtle movement in interest rates, shorter-term bonds will move a little. Longer-term bonds will move a lot. So in this environment where we have rates exceptionally low, if we were to happen to have rates go up, not only are your bond prices going to go down, but if you're in a long-dated bond fund trying to get a better yield, you're going to see that principle go down considerably. And with a three-month 
part of your emergency fund or 50%, that's a risk I'm not willing to take. What say you, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. So I think he was uh, considering a total bond market index so like Vanguard or one of the aggregate bond indexes. Indices? Indexes? Either way. One of those. Uh which would encapsulate basically the total bond market. I believe the duration on those tends to be, depending on who's assembling those, seven to nine years right now, somewhere in that mix. And the yield on them is one and a half to 2% right now. Uh, So the rule of thumb there is that if you take the starting yield that you're getting, it's going to take, regardless of the movements, uh, about the duration for you to realize that uh, irrespective or regardless of the movements that happen between. So if you invest on that and suddenly interest rates change, it's going to take about the duration, seven to nine years, for you to break even on that. So keep that in mind. That kind of takes it out of the realm of emergency funds. So what I would personally be doing if I was wanting to diversify my emergency fund here, if you were really wanting to go into the bond market, I would look at uh, what's called a short-duration bond fund, not recommending it. It's just where I would look if you're interested in bond funds. What they do is instead of having the aggregate bond fund, which is seven to nine years on the duration, the short duration is going to be one to three years. So you get a little bit more room for error. The way they do that is the bond managers are selecting bonds that are going to make uh, that portfolio work a little bit more optimized on sort of a shorter duration, shorter time period. Less sensitive to interest rates is effectively what they're doing there. But I really don't like seeing the principle of my emergency fund moving regardless. Uh, It's there for an emergency. Personally, what I'm doing this year, uh, we're filming this in 2021. What I'm doing is uh, adding portions of my emergency fund to I-bonds, which you will probably say are still bonds. Uh, So therefore, why wouldn't I just go buy a bond fund? Well, the unique attribute of I-bonds is they're actually savings bonds, not just straight government debt securities. Uh, though they operate similarly. The big thing here is that they don't go down in value as interest rates go up. So you have to buy them directly through the treasury. The uh, When interest rates go up, the value of them does not go down. Unfortunately, they pay 0% interest right now. The upside is there's an inflation factor on that. That inflation factor during the summer of 2021 right now is 34 3.5%. I believe it's 3.55%, somewhere in that nature. Uh, on an annualized basis. So, I mean, it's blowing high yield savings accounts out of the water. Uh, there's a lot of fine print and details on those. Uh, nothing terribly risky per se, uh, but there's some fine print and details. You can go to DIYmoney.org. There's actually an article about uh, those on there uh, that we recently just posted. So a couple of caveats, because I started to go down this path as well. Daniel brought this to my attention and you have to buy them. We'll put the link at the uh, in the bottom of the YouTube video, but you have to buy them directly from the treasury. Mm-hmm. You have to set up an account at the Treasury, which yep. immediately I was like, "Ugh, I'll do this later." Like I a mean, triple login credential. Oh, it's really I fun. Like, I mean, it was. I went through this, and of course, I was getting ready to run out the door, so I was like, "Can't do it right now. I'll do it later." Uh, it's limited to ten thousand dollars, but it's per person, mm-hmm. per taxpayer. I still need to look into if I could do it for my kids, right? Yes, so there's some way that you could buy them and gift them. I've not done that yet, but uh, there's a way to do that. So ultimately, but it's annual, mm-hmm. so it's not just one deposit. So you could do it this year, you could do it next year, and as Daniel said, which which I like a lot, is it's tied to inflation. So it's it can't go down in value. It's tied to inflation. And so therefore, as you hear all these you know, numbers of the CPI and the inflation number of this and oh my goodness, yada, yada, well, 
you're going to see that interest rate go up if we continue to see inflation rise on that investment. So that keeps you safe. That keeps your return a little bit better. It limits how much, depending on your size of your emergency fund, but it's $10,000, $10,000 next year. You know, pretty soon that's real money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is real money. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's a good method. But I would be very cautious, Rakesh, of the bond fund world. We're just in an environment right now, if you think about it, the teeter-totter is on the floor, right? I mean, I-, I used to sit at the playground. I used to take my kids out, and inevitably there would be a kid that would be sitting on the bottom of the teeter-totter dangling the other little kid up in the air, and I knew what was going to happen because I used to be that kid. I'm not proud of it, but I was. And he got off, and all of a sudden, that that poor kid, ah, boom, down. That's ultimately the interest rate bond price game. So be very careful, Rakesh, because a small move in interest rates could make a dramatic impact on your bond prices. Great question, though. Yeah, I mean, that's risk-reward. Here, the reward you're getting on bonds and bond funds is in the nature of between 1% and 2%, roughly, uh, if you're going out in term. Uh, so beyond, what, 10 years, 5 years, 7 years, something of that nature, to just to get 1% uh, on bonds, or going out on the risk, so getting into corporates or high yields, things like that. Uh, so you're getting a pretty small reward, considering you can get a high-yield savings account at half of a percent. Um, so you're not getting a lot of extra reward, but you're taking on considerable risk that your principal will decrease. So keep that in mind that y- you're not going to get a free reward anywhere. Great article again on DIYMoney.org that Daniel wrote about this very subject. So make sure you check that out. And a great question, Rakesh. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, by the way, we have done a DIY Money Junior episode that dropped, uh, I think it was last week. I mean, the feedback we're getting, the comments are out of this world. We want to do more of those. If you have someone, uh, you know, a child, a nephew or whatever that you think would would val- find value and has a question, send it to us. Ha- have, have them send an audio file. We'll put it on a special DIY Money Junior episode, and we will send them a $25 gift certificate to stockpile.com to start building their own stock pile. Portfolio. Pile. Portfolio. Pile. Portfolio. All right. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.